What are the effects that narcissistic parents have on children? Today I'm continuing to answer a question from a viewer from Friday. If you remember correctly, on Friday I did a video about whether or not adopted children were more likely to be narcissistic. You can check that out right here. Today we're focusing on what effects narcissistic parents have on children. So today I'm putting together a compilation video for you because I've answered this question in various videos. We're going to start by talking about what narcissistic parents do to their children and then we're going to reach into toxic family structure. Then we're going to lean into how to help your child if the other parent or a grandparent is a narcissist. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. All right, so let's just get right into it. How do you know if you grew up being raised by or at least influenced by a narcissist as a child? Well, there are a few signs. Maybe your mom was like Miss Perfect and everybody thought she could do no wrong. Maybe your dad was one of those dudes who was like everybody's BFF out in the world. That doesn't necessarily mean they were narcissists, but if they were, when you got home, your dad was no longer Mr. Wonderful and your mom, maybe she wasn't quite so kind or she was very demanding, or she was very concerned about her image. You were the only one who really understood who they were. You were expected to be perfect instead of a child. You were expected to be strong. You were expected to be something that maybe you weren't. When you're raised by a narcissist, a lot of times you grow up feeling like something's wrong with you. And sometimes you might even recognize that your parents aren't like other parents, and maybe those people should get help and try to fix themselves. But the fact of the matter is that as a child, you know better than to request that your parents fix themselves. You know better than to actually request much of anything from your parents. Until you actually discover that there's such a thing as narcissism, you probably go around trying to fix yourself, don't you? Obviously, narcissists come in all shapes and sizes, race, culture, creed, religion. None of this is an issue. Nationality, what country they live in, how much money they make, across the board, narcissists come out has nothing to do with any of that stuff, has to do with who they are as a person and often how they were raised by someone else. So how do you know if your parent is a narcissist? Well, let's jump right into the signs that you were raised by a narcissist. Number one, it would be fair to call you a people pleaser. You will bend over backwards to make someone happy, even if it means losing out yourself. And that might be because your narcissistic parent would trample all over you and maybe anyone else in your family to get what they want without really caring much about how anyone else felt in the situation, including you. This leads a lot of adult children to sort of do the opposite of that, to sort of overcorrect and sort of do the whole bending over backward thing to make everybody else happy. Maybe because they were raised by someone who constantly needed that from them, and maybe because they just watched that and they didn't like it. And on the same token, these same people were brought up being told their needs, their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs didn't matter. And either way, people are now walking all over them simply because they don't even know what they need and they certainly don't know how to express it. They can't believe that they matter. They are trying really hard to do the opposite of what their parent did and in doing that, they end up getting walked all over. I have to admit that that was me for a long time and I still sometimes have those moments where I struggle to stand up for myself. See. 
when you grow up with a narcissistic parent, you're made to feel like there's something really wrong with you if you have normal needs. You're made to feel like you're crazy or sick if you have normal concerns about things. Selfish, small, useless if you don't become the thing they expect you to be. Often you, you find yourself even sort of cowering when it comes to authority figures or anybody who seems like they have any kind of hold over you for the same reason because you grew up in a situation where the authority figure, your parent or some other authority in your life, had the ability to smack you down and ruin your life in an instant because that's how they needed it to be. For me, the best way to combat this was to learn as much as I could learn about this disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, and to learn how to identify those messages that I grew up with that weren't really my beliefs, my thoughts, my feelings. Those messages that were dysfunctional and then to actively start working against them. Now this brings me to number two. We're gonna talk about your siblings at this point if you had any. If you didn't have siblings, maybe it was some other child or even an adult or in some cases a pet. Narcissistic parents have this way of playing you against against someone else in your life very often if you have your siblings, one of your siblings. I've talked before about the family that I knew that the mother had two daughters and each daughter was alternatively the golden child and the scapegoat. And this is common for narcissistic parents. They have trouble with personal boundaries. They view other people, including their children and often especially their children as extensions of themselves, not as whole people. They require the most attention they require all of the praise, the supply, as it were. And what happens is the parent will pick one child or person to be the golden child. And that child will be lifted up. But in addition to getting all the praise and all the, all the positive attention from the parent, the child also is expected to be perfect and has no room for being human. The other child then is the scapegoat child, the one that gets all the blame, never does anything right, is constantly in trouble. And like I said, these roles can alternate between kids and families. And sadly enough, if the roles remain pretty consistent throughout their childhoods, you will experience kids who had two entirely different childhoods in the same house. Any of that sound familiar? Not only that, but you'll be incredibly competitive with your sibling, whether you want to or not. You will always feel like everything you do is being compared to that other sibling. And that's the case, especially for the scapegoat, but even for the golden child, because in some cases the scapegoat, you know, despite the abuse, often rises up above the golden child because the golden child has this really twisted idea of how good they really are, or they have this sometimes rebellion against what they are. And so they kind of fall. Either way, you end up being compared to the other sibling if that's the case in your family. Any of that sound familiar? Now, if you happen to be the golden child in this equation, you might resent your sibling because they were under less pressure than you. But also, if you were the scapegoat child, you might resent your sibling because they got more attention and apparent love than you. Either way, you have to understand that your narcissistic parent probably intentionally put you up against each other, partially so that you couldn't be closer to one another than to them. It's all about serving their own needs. It has nothing to do with either of you, and it's not your fault. The best thing that you can do is to reach out to your sibling or to the other person in this situation and explain what you've learned and see if you can work something out. If you can't, just move forward and try to do the best you can from here on out. The good news is that in certain ways this could actually work to your benefit because you could end up really bonding with your sibling over this shared negative experience and you could sort of rebuild the family that you no longer have as a result of it. Number three, sometimes you feel like there's more going on than 
should be going on with your parent. Like when you were growing up, you might have often had to act as your parent's caregiver or their partner when really they should have been acting as your caregiver. The thing is not all narcissists grab the spotlight with their sparkly personalities. Some of them get it by playing the victim role and acting like their problems are the worst, acting like they can't function because of how terrible their lives are. On a side note, this also leads those of us who were raised by narcissists to come on out and go, everything's cool, to not complain at all, in some cases even when we should. Narcissists have this way of trying to control other people in whatever way seems to work for them. And if in the past they've done this by threatening to hurt themselves or by acting like they're gonna die, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna keep playing that stuff over and over again. You, if you had a parent like this, this type of narcissist, you might have felt like your whole entire childhood was spent saving your parent, putting out fires and maintaining the peace in the house. You might have been the peace maker between your parents or between your parent and your other sibling or your parents and everybody else in the world. It's a burden. Some of my male clients have said to me that they had to act sort of like their mother's husbands almost, especially when their fathers died and vice versa for my female clients acting like their father's wives or even their mother's wives while they were cooking and cleaning. They were doing all the housework. The boys had to sort of save their moms from the big light bulb. And I'm not going to lie to you. I asked my son to change light bulbs. He's taller than me but I'm not acting like my life's gonna end if he doesn't do it, and I'm gonna be really straight up with you. Sometimes it takes him three days. <laughs> Sometimes I just climb on a ladder and do it myself. But the point is, parents who are narcissists make their children feel like they have to take care of them sometimes if they're this type of narcissist. If it's not this type of narcissist, if it's more of the out there overt type of narcissist, then that parent might make the child feel scared because they're angry if they don't do what they want all the time. Some people feel like it was their job to keep their father or their mother from getting angry at the family. It's really all about that sense of drama that as a kid you thought you you had to keep everything calm and managed in the home. That's a sign. So how do you deal with this one? Well, this one is a big deal, but I've actually made videos about it. Check out my videos on inner child healing. That's really what's important here. You want to take the time to manage that. You want to acknowledge that inner child within yourself. Ask them what they need. Ask them what they needed that they didn't get. What do they still need that they didn't get? Acknowledge the emotional needs of yourself and that child that you once were. Acknowledge that those needs were not met by your parents. Number four, you base your value on whether or not your parent or your or some person in your life thinks you're doing the right stuff. Or you have certain performance-based objectives in your life. Maybe you became a doctor because that's what your mother wanted, or maybe you didn't become a doctor and because of that, you think you're not good enough because your father always said to you that you should be a doctor. Maybe you have, feel like you have to always be on, or you have to be performing, or you have to be the family advocate or whatever. You may or may not have low self-esteem, but chances are that you might, even if you don't realize it. You might be a workaholic because work is the only thing that ever gave you any sort of reward. I'm a little bit of a workaholic and maybe that's because I get validation from my work. When you learn something that you can produce and share with the world, a lot of times you completely dig into that. You become a little bit more detached, a little bit more self-contained than your parent in this effort to achieve. So chances are you're either going to be a high achiever or you're going to say, I'm not good enough and so I'm not going to try at all. Number five, another way you can tell that you have been raised by a narcissist is that you don't have a really strong sense of yourself. What do I mean by that? Well, maybe you found yourself in a career that you didn't really choose. You kind of just fell into it. Maybe you felt like you never really were sure what you wanted in your life. And maybe you felt like you were supposed to grow up and be what your parents told you to be or what your mother or father 
was because that's what they told you was the right thing to do. Maybe you felt like you had to jump into the family business or something like that. A lot of people have asked me to talk about what it is that narcissistic mothers do to their children in the long run. And I think there's a good reason for that because a lot of times when we find ourselves with narcissists in our lifetimes, it's because we were raised by either a narcissistic mother or father. Now there are plenty of narcissistic fathers out there as we all know, but narcissistic mothers have a kind of different way of going about things than your everyday average narcissist. Would you agree? Let's start right here. Why does a woman who is a narcissist have children in the first place? Well, it's not because she wants to love and nurture the child, believe it or not, and grow them into a healthy individual who can be successful on their own terms or something like that. <laughs> in fact, she has children because in a way she needs reassurance in herself. She needs to feed her ego. She needs to have someone who will do her bidding and have someone who she can live through in some cases. I don't know that a woman begins to have a child this way. I don't know that that's her intention when she starts out. I think in her, in her mind, a narcissistic mother thinks, well, if I have children, that will be someone who loves me. So up to a point, most parents, when their children are young, they do tend to experience children as narcissistic extensions of themselves. But at, a, at some point, healthy parents let go of that feeling. The goal of raising kids is to teach them how to fulfill themselves and not to teach them to fulfill your own agenda. You know, I, I work really hard with my kids personally to ensure that they have their own personalities. And what I mean by that is, you know, if they say, oh, mom, I'm going to be a writer like you, or, oh, mom, I'm going to do this like you, I say, well, is that something you really want? Because you don't have to be just like me. You're your own individual person. What are you into? And I, if they want to be a writer, great, but I don't want them to want to be a writer or a coach or whatever just because I do those things. Children should be permitted to grow up and be themselves, and not just permitted, but encouraged. What is it that a narcissistic mother does to a child that's different in that way? There's a quote by Daniel Woods Winnicott that I find really, really interesting here. I'm going to read it to you. The mother gazes at the baby in her arms and the baby gazes at his mother's face and finds himself therein, provided that the mother is really looking at the unique, small, helpless being and not projecting her own expectations, fears, and plans for the child. In that case, the child would find himself not in his mother's face, but rather in his mother's own projections. The child would remain without a mirror and for the rest of his life would be seeking this mirror in vain. Isn't that fascinating? Let me ask you a question. Do you have a narcissistic mother? How do you know if you have a narcissistic mother? Bottom line in the narcissistic mother, everybody in the outside world might just think she's amazing and awesome. But as a child and as an adult, you knew your mother and you know your mother as someone who might be really self-centered, might be kind of touchy and brittle and oh poor her, easily angered. And of course she's always correct. She's always right about everything. She is probably loved by her friends and colleagues and she hasn't shown them her true self. They don't know the same mom that you know. Your narcissistic mother might offer you a little love and support every now and then, but unfortunately it is quite unpredictable and quite punctuated by generally control. She wants to control everything that you're doing. You might always find yourself walking on eggshells. Most of the time her children decide to just please her and hope they can get whatever they can. Now sometimes you've got your children who can't stop talking. They can't stop telling the truth and that never goes well for them. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about on this one. Let me just be clear though, most successful people are not narcissists. Now there are plenty of them out there obviously, but a narcissist psychologically is built 
to try to get attention, whether it's because they're beautiful, they're smart, they're charismatic, they're rich. I think most people in the world have a certain amount of that in them. And some people have narcissistic traits, but healthy people put their kids first. They reorient their behavior. They, they change their behavior when they're raising kids. Healthy mothers come home and they support their children after work, after school. They, they don't control their children. Narcissistic mothers always control and try to get attention from and about their children even at home. If you had a narcissistic mother, you might have found that she didn't have a lot of patience. She didn't have any empathy. She didn't want you to be independent. It's ongoing. It's a process. It's a pain. If you had a narcissistic mother, the best thing that you can do is heal yourself, grow yourself, and do better for your own children. Break that toxic cycle because the fact is she probably also had a narcissistic person in her life. It's a cycle. Change it. Break it. That's what I'm doing and that's what I want you to do for your kids if you have them. So the deal with toxic families is kind of weird, right? We start off with a narcissist. In our case, the type of family that we're discussing begins with a narcissist. The narcissist is usually either the mother or the father of the family and they're the central point for everyone in the family. Everybody in the family kind of moves around the narcissist, right? So how does that look? Well, sometimes both parents are narcissists or one parent is an enabler or a codependent while the other is a narcissist. So one parent is the iron fist and the other parent is the supporter of the iron fist, right? So today we're just going to run down the cast. We're going to run down the list of the types of narcissistic family members, toxic family members, okay, that there are. Now, we'll go into details on these as we move forward in our work together. Beginning with the narcissist, like I said, it's usually the mom or the dad of the family, the parent, and it's the person who everyone revolves around in the family. They might have NPD. They criticize everybody in the family. They expect everyone to be exactly what they want. They might even compete with their children or their spouse. They obviously have no boundaries, and if you have any, they'll step right all over them. Uh, of course, they have boundaries regarding their own selves and their own feelings, just not regarding you or your feelings. They manipulate you. They terrorize you. They abuse you verbally, sometimes emotionally, sometimes physically. They abuse you. They'll shame you, gaslight you, project their own bad qualities onto you, and expect you to become many versions of themselves. If you don't do that, oh, my stars, you'll pay for it for life. Now, like I said, the other parent is usually either an enabler or a codependent, or they are also a narcissist. Now, if they are an enabler, like I said, we're looking at someone who holds the narcissist up, right? We're looking at someone who enforces the narcissist's rules, does the narcissist's bidding, oftentimes behaves like an internal flying monkey, so to speak, when it comes to the family. They are also a victim. They have been manipulated. They have been abused themselves by the narcissist in most cases. So as they avoid attack, they often are seeking rewards, as in they want affection and love and big hugs and nice things from the narcissist. So sometimes it causes them to throw their children under the bus. It's kind of a horrible thing. But I'm here to tell you that those who are educating themselves, even those who are still in that enabler role, those who are still educating themselves today, those people who are learning, things are going a little different. Okay. And I just want to point this out because I don't want anyone who's watching this video right now to think, oh, am I doing that to my children? If you're not, for example, I spoke to a client today who is from all the way across the globe in a culture that does not in any way promote females as equals and yet she has been watching these videos and has told her children her daughters that they don't have to accept less than they deserve even though she herself feels stuck in her situation she is breaking the cycle for her daughters and I think it's a beautiful thing so do not fear that what I'm talking about is necessarily connected to you personally okay 
let's carry on. Next up, we've got the golden child. And the golden child, as you all know, is the kid who can do no wrong in the family. The kid that the family hangs all its hopes on and the parents always compare the other children to. They can't do any wrong. They have special status in the family. They get special privileges. A lot of times it's the, the child that the uh, narcissistic parent identifies with most closely and many times happens to be the highest achieving child in the family, at least in childhood. Of course, as you all know, there's no cemented place in a family like this for anyone except the narcissist. So often the, the golden child will be moved into other positions as, you know, days and years go by. So be aware of that. Because in a toxic family, the roles, they're fluid, unfortunately. So you might have played the golden child sometimes and the scapegoat child sometimes and sometimes the lost child and everything in between. And in fact, that's what we're talking about next, the scapegoat child. So the scapegoat child is that kid who usually is kind of the catch-all, the one who is blamed for everything that's happening in the family, the child who is fair game for abuse, the child who, when anybody does anything wrong, gets blamed for it, whether it's the golden child or the scapegoat child or the lost child that we're talking about next. And in some families, the, nar the narcissists will actually scapegoat more than one child. And like I said, since those roles are fluid, Sometimes the golden child becomes a scapegoat child and vice versa. The scapegoat child, unlike, you know, whereas the golden child might be most likely to really, oh, we have to hold up the family values, we have to support the family and do all the things the family wants. Well, the scapegoat child is more likely to be a rebel. I was a scapegoat child myself. Uh, the scapegoat child is usually the one who is like questioning authority. The scapegoat child is the one that doesn't fit into the little hole that they make for them. And the scapegoat child is the one that while the narcissistic parents sometimes can t consider the scapegoat child like a a pain in the ass <laughs> and again is the one that gets blamed for everything the scapegoat child actually a lot of times turns out to be the one to break the cycle in this whole toxic family situation and what i mean by break the cycle is break the cycle for the generations that happen after them because whether we like to admit it or not a lot of these behaviors that we pick up and that our toxic counterparts pick up are a direct result of the way we and they were raised in toxic families. Now let's talk about the lost child. Not everybody recognizes the lost child, which is ironic because it's a lost child. This is a lot of times the middle kid, but not always. It's, it's the kid who, you know, keeps their nose clean, kind of blends into the wall a little bit, doesn't get a lot of attention from anybody and doesn't say a lot. It's the kid who might go off and do drugs and never be found out because the parents don't pay enough attention. This is the kid who, in between all the trouble the scapegoat's getting in and all the problems or all the, you know, <laughs> praise that the good kid is getting, the, the, the golden child, this is the kid lost in the middle somewhere. And a lot of us are also the lost child. Again, this can be a rotating setup here. What is this all about? How does this work and why does it work this way? Well, I bet you if you have any siblings, and you look at your childhood, you could probably identify which of those you were. And I bet you if you look at your current situation, if you are currently in a toxic family, you might be able to identify some of these roles in your toxic family. Like I said though, most people who are educating themselves and who are also parents today aren't putting their children into these roles. And if their children have inadvertently been placed in these roles, they are actively not allowing that to happen. So. I'm interested in your thoughts on this whole fa toxic family structure, and that's the question of the day. Question of the day, what do you think about this whole toxic family structure, and can you personally identify with it? 
please do me a favor and share your thoughts and your ideas and your experiences in the comment section below. And let's talk about this. I think this is serious. So I think the most important thing to note at the beginning of this video is to remind you that even if your child is being protected by you or someone else in this situation, the narcissist can very negatively affect the way that they develop. And of course, the effects of this type of abuse can be very difficult to reverse and quite profound. If you step ahead of the game and you start by making proactive choices now, your kids are going to have a much better time growing up and continuing throughout their lives. You have to remember when the body is broken, it mends. But when the mind is messed with, it doesn't always mend so easily. It's a very long and difficult road to repair these kinds of injuries. Emotional abuse is going to impact your child psychologically, emotionally, socially and cognitively. Of course, the, the effects can appear almost immediately and they can continue well into adulthood and they can intensify as your child gets older. And unfortunately, there are some pretty heartbreaking effects of this kind of abuse. Common problems might include insecurity, withdrawing socially, drug and alcohol abuse, poor self-esteem, lack of confidence, destructive behavior, and your child might even exhibit antisocial behavior, impaired development mentally, and otherwise. Certain types of defiant behavior, especially with people who are in the, the authority figure place. They might have a hard time forming relationships or maintaining them. They might have an unstable job situation, job history. And in some cases, they may even take their own lives. It's not a joke, it's serious. You must be aware. These effects can occur in varying degrees depending, of course, on the severity of the abuse and how much the kid actually takes. Putting your kid in an environment that allows them to feel heard and loved is obviously step one. If you're not able to get out, there are some things you can do to help your child, but if you've already gotten out, there are still things you need to do to help your kid cope and move forward because you will be dealing with a co-parent or a grandparent who is a narcissist and as we all unfortunately know, they don't change. One of the first things you need to remember is that just a tiny bit of kindness can really go far with a child. There was a study a while back, it's been many years now, but the study basically said that even one person can make a difference in a child's life. So if you're that person for your child, if you're the person who is the centered, balanced one, make sure that you listen to that kid. Make sure that you do your very best to have a positive, healthy, normal relationship with your child. Even if you're the aunt or uncle of that child, you can still make a big difference in their life by just being connected to them. The study proved that even teachers who would intermittently reach out to children could make a big difference in a kid's development and life in the long run. It's also important to remember that children who go through abuse experience, it, experience life differently than their peers. For example, when abused children go to school, they might become bullies themselves. They might just show a lot of anger or rage. They have a strong need for attention, and sometimes that's even negative attention. It can reach pretty crazy heights sometimes. On the flip side of that, your child could be a people pleaser, or they could be someone who essentially does whatever people want them to do, and that is also something you don't want, as you personally probably know. Kids who go through emotional abuse might be underachievers and they might be overachievers depending on the way they choose to take the situation and handle. It is devastating to watch your child be emotionally abused or manipulated by someone else and that is especially true when it's either your current partner, your ex, or your own parent. It's complicated and you don't always know how to respond because 
Conventional information tells you you don't talk bad about a child's parent. And you shouldn't talk bad about a child's parent. But how do you help your kids? How do you deal with this? When someone, when your child is being emotionally manipulated by the other parent or by a grandparent, how are you supposed to handle it since you can't talk bad about them? Here are a few suggestions. Number one, be honest. Don't lie about it. You don't want to pretend everything's normal, but at the same time, you want to speak respectfully, but also matter-of-factly about the situation. If you pretend that it's not happening or you discount what's happening, your child's cognitive dissonance will increase. The next thing you want to do is educate your child. Educate your child about emotional abuse. Keep it as age-appropriate as you can, but you know your kids. You know what they can handle, so don't let it bother you too much. Keep it simple, but keep it real. Teach your child how to not get sucked in by the drama. And one way you can do that is my next point, number three, role model. Be a good role model for your child. Show them how to gray rock if they need to know. Show them how to love themselves. Show them how to have compassion for themselves by doing it for yourself. Demonstrate to them confidence. Demonstrate confidence and strength to your children. Make sure your child understands how to manage his or her anger. This is really important in any situation. Again, the best way to do this is to manage your own anger. So don't allow yourself to engage in petty little arguments with your narcissist or with the narcissist. And don't allow yourself to blatantly display triggers regarding their behavior. Instead, practice breathing and walking away. Practice only responding when the person is being relatively positive or at least neutral. Learn to use self-control with your own anger and you can easily show your kids the same thing. Let your children know that you see them and that they are real whole people. Make sure that you look them right in their eyes and that you speak to them directly and that you let them know that you feel them. Validate your kids. It's really easy to forget this one, especially if you're still in the middle of it, but it's so important. Validate your kids. Tell them they are strong, they are good, they are smart. Understand that if you have left or you're planning to leave the relationship, whether it's a grandparent thing or a co-parent thing, you're going to have to go through the grieving process with your children. If they say to you, I miss XYZ, I miss grandma, I miss papa, I miss daddy, I miss mommy. You have to say, what do you miss about them? In the most loving voice you can. And if it's something like, they always gave me a piece of candy on Sundays or, and bought me stuff, you have to go ahead and do those things for them if you can. What do you say to a kid if you're trying to explain to them what narcissism is? There are two theories to this one. Number one, you don't need to explain at all. And some people think it's a bad idea to explain. Personally, I think it's a good idea to explain, especially if they ask you. So one of the things that you can say to them is something like, you know, when mommy was a little girl, she didn't get taught how to care about how other people feel or how to understand how other people feel. And so sometimes she makes choices that aren't very nice and that she shouldn't because they hurt people's feelings or they hurt people's whatever, or they hurt people in some other way. And then explain that it doesn't mean that mommy doesn't love you. It only means that mommy is a narcissist or that mommy, you know, as a result of her upbringing, whatever you want to say. But you see, if you explain it to them in a very simple, matter-of-fact way and explain that mommy, who in this example is the narcissist, still loves them in her own way, it's a start. Now, if there's physical abuse, that's a whole other ball of wax, but we're talking about just an emotionally abusive person. My final point for today is that there are some messages you should be sending your child if they are in any way being affected by a narcissist in their lives. The very first and most important message is, you're good enough. You're wanted. I love you. The next thing you should let them know is that, you know what? Everybody demonstrates love in a different way. They care about you in different ways. Sometimes, 
it kind of seems like something that you don't understand as love, but that's okay. It doesn't mean you have to tolerate it. It just means that's how that person shows love. And on that same token, remind them that, hey, you know what? Love is what people do, not so much what they say. Remind them that you trust them and that you will always listen to anything they have to say and you will always believe them. This is really, really important, especially when you're concerned about abuse of any sort with your child. Your child needs to know that if they come to you and they say, mommy or daddy, this happened to me, you will believe them. And it should be your default response to believe them and investigate the claim before you do anything else because you don't want to be the parent who didn't believe their child when they were abused. You want to teach your child that they will always know in their heart, in their soul, in their gut, what's true and what isn't. You need to teach them how to trust themselves, trust what's right, what's wrong. If they get confused, you need to let them know that you are there and they can talk about it to you. You need to let your child know that their words matter, that their thoughts matter, that they have just as much right to be here and to be heard as other people. You need to remind your child that everybody loves just a little bit differently. Some people love unconditionally. And you can remind them, you know what, honey, I'm one of those people that loves you unconditionally. Some people don't, and some people will never experience that in their lifetime. The fact of the matter is you can't make anybody love in a way that, in a way that they don't understand. And this is never a reflection on your child, and you should make sure that they understand that. If someone can't love you the right way, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It means there's something wrong with them. And let's be honest, people. <laughs> When you are an adult, there are very few people who will actually love you unconditionally. And most of us should have been loved unconditionally by our parents, and a lot of us weren't. But that doesn't mean that you can't offer that comfort to your own child, and you should. You need to remind your child that they are accepted and they are loved exactly as they are. They don't need to be a carbon copy of you or their pa other parent or of anyone else in the world. They don't have to earn your love. They don't have to earn anybody's love by being anything other than what they already are, what they want to be, not what anybody else wants. They don't have to put on any sort of show or fakeness to get love. They should just be their true selves. It's really important to let kids know that they are allowed to speak their mind with you, that they don't have to be scared that you'll be angry if they tell the truth or disagree with you. Finally, you need to make sure that your child understands that they are their own person and that's good, that they don't have to look like anyone else, think like anyone else, be like anyone else, behave like anyone else, speak like anyone else, believe the same thing as anyone else. They are entitled and allowed to be their own separate self. They are an individual and you must encourage that because one of the things that narcissists do to children is teach them that they are simply extensions of themselves. It's really important for us to teach our children to become individuals for who they are. On a more practical level, to teach a child about how to deal with a narcissist if they have to go over for a visit and you can't go with them. Explain to them that when there are requests made by that parent or grandparent that are reasonable and that are not personally harmful to them, they should comply with them respectfully and quietly. Otherwise, they are allowed to say no and they are allowed to walk away if the argument escalates and make sure if you can, if the child's big enough, make sure the child has a phone and they can call you. And even if you need to kind of hide it in their backpack, if your child screams and cries and doesn't want to go to the other parent's house, do everything you can to avoid it if possible. Just stay strong. Okay, but what? how do you deal if you are the child of a narcissist, an adult child of a narcissist? 
if this is the case and you're still not sure how to handle it because you feel like you're still being sort of directed by your parent as an adult, what are your options? Number one, you can learn how to gray rock them and try to just deal with them. Number two, you can totally go low contact or no contact if that's something you feel like you can do. I have videos on that as well. The thing is, most narcissistic parents will never admit or acknowledge that they did a whole lot of things wrong. And if or when they do, it comes out like, oh yeah, you had such a terrible childhood, didn't you? Or I did my best, poor me, how dare you say anything else? Or something along those lines. Sarcasm, anger, or the victim role, one of those things. Or how could you possibly say that? I was the best mother in town, everybody said so, or whatever. The parent is likely to deny any sort of problem with themselves, and if they do see anything wrong with themselves, they're probably going to have some sort of justifiable reason to have had the problems, such as, well, your father left me, or your mother was a drunk or my job was terrible or something, some excuse, someone else or something else to blame for the trouble. What it all comes down to is that if you had a narcissistic parent, chances are they did not have empathy for you. So if you are a parent yourself or if you're thinking about becoming one and you want to avoid making your child a narcissist, teach them how to care what people think and feel. Teach them to care how people Feel. not just care but to understand you can start this at the smallest of ages as soon as they can speak they learn that a smile means happy and a frown means sad as they get older as they're five and six years old you can say to them how did you feel when this happened to you you teach them to identify their own emotions and if you want to teach a you know an 11 or a 12 year old empathy you ask them how do you think it made that person feel when you said or did this thing or when this person on TV said or did this thing and as they get older you just remind them to have empathy to care how other people feel but not to allow other people to walk all over them you have to understand you are not responsible for your parents abuse and now it's time for the question of the day the question of the day is do you recognize this pattern or these patterns in your family? Were you a child of a narcissist? Do you struggle with your own child being the child of your ex or soon to be ex and being a narcissist? Share your thoughts and your ideas in the comments below and let's talk about it. Okay, that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.